Hawaii football fans, you're not going to want to miss this one. When UH travels to San Jose to take on former quarterback Shevin Cordero and the Spartans. And when you come on our VIP tour, you can also see Levi's Stadium and check out the 49ers and Saints and enjoy one of the best tailgates that you could before an NFL game. Check it out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com slash tours. You're going to want to be there. Hawaii Sports Fans, official sponsor of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. Good weekend still for a lot of us who are at some fun tailgates up there in Colorado States. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the game there in Fort Collins. We're going to have this guy's report card and that's of course our brother Sean Iman. What's up Sean? How are you doing? What's up every game Wayne? What's up Warrior Nation? I know that Sean's going to have some interesting tidbits to tell us on his report card. So we'll see how he grades out our offense, defense, special team, who his warrior of the game is. Um, and there's some ideas out there because we know a guy came in and stepped in at linebacker. Um, so maybe he could be that potential. I don't even know what's on, on the on the report card yet. So I'm kind of excited and looking forward to what Sean has to say. Um, we're going to talk about my time there. And our groups at Hawaii Sports Fans, we had an amazing tour that went through the Rocky Mountains. The beautiful weather we experienced the whole time, always in about the 70s, 60s, which was really crazy to be up there. You love seeing the, the, the seasons change as much as I do. So it was a great, great experience for that. So come join us. Like I said, hisportsfans.com. These are the tours that we make those memories. And we'll talk about another great tour that we had in Colorado. Uh, we look forward to Wyoming because they are the next opponent and we're going to play them at T.C. Ching Field. Wyoming, we did defeat last time, which was last year there at Laramie. And I was there too. And I got escorted by a cop. No, I didn't get escorted. All he did was pull me over. But still, <laughs> I made it to the game. So that's the story for going back, maybe to go back. Um, can Wyoming be a win? Because like I had, I predicted it a win um, before the season started. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm 8-0 currently on my predictions. Um, so we're going to talk about that. But somebody had a perfect score that morning that he predicted. So we'll talk about that as well. And we're going to talk about tailgating a lot, a lot, a lot. Because it was just really cool, that part at Colorado State. And when I talked What's to so many fans. I know. I'm so sorry. Sean is forgetting what tailgating is because he has to go mm -hmm. to a road game now as a mm -hmm. UH fan to experience tailgating which mm -hmm. is literally a pillar of college football and so to hear so many college football fans like are just like so shocked that we have no tailgating just speaks to how um implausible it really is to a lot of them that a school would outlaw or i don't know not find ways to have tailgating and it's just really kind of embarrassing in a lot of ways but so sad because so much camaraderie is made there so much. Um, and, and that's between fans. That's how you make friendships. That's how you meet people, make new friends. Um, we're expats from Hawaii who live on the mainland now who, um, you know, love UH and will do anything to go to a game. So when that, when that game comes to town, you know, they're going to be there. So it makes it a really special event always to be on the road. Right. 
<clears throat> that's what I really love. And we do that so well at Hawaii Sports Fans too, being able to meet with Warrior Nation like we did this past tailgate. Shout out Yamamoto Ohana, who um, sponsored and, and with uh, um, Henry Laos and that clan um, from Colorado. They did a really awesome job. We had so much fun. Um, and we played a game with the CSU fans where they played this song, Thunder. And I don't know who sings that song, but um, ACDC. ACDC? Okay, is it ACDC? Okay, I should know that. Sorry. I'm embarrassed of my lack of rock knowledge there. But um, ACDC song, he like the guy blasts, he tells everybody to go in line and into a big circle. And it's just like this guy wearing a CSU orange shirt and it's his tailgate and it's right next to Yamamoto tailgate. And then we migrate over there and then we get in a circle with them. We're like, what's going on? He starts playing the song and he's like, okay. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, we're all like confused and like, make sure you have a drink in your hand. So you could have water or soda or juice, but you know, most people are not drinking that at tailgate and it's fine a good time whatever you're drinking so that's not the point but and anyways you must drink whatever's in your cup the entire time as he points at you and he's saying um until the song says thunder so until the thunder part you have to keep drinking so it was a fun drink it was a fun game okay camaraderie i'm not gonna say is it drinking or the game or the thing but it was cool because you want to have good vibes going into a game and you want to keep those in the game, especially with other teams fans. I didn't actually have the best experience there. The last time I was there in Fort Collins was just four years ago with mm-hmm. some of the fans there. Um, one in yeah. particular, um, um, that person did go to court for that as well and had the cops intervene. So, wow, lots of stories about cops already. I did not think, you know, you make interactions on the road and some people aren't the best. So you have to be weary of that as well. But, for the most part, people are super nice and you build that community when you continually go like I have, or that was my 81st game in a row. So wow. that was really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. And uh, I guess I'm going to have to make it through this rest of this year and into next year. I'm really, <laughs> I did speak a hundred games into existence, so maybe we can, but yeah. um, there are people that think I'm a trust fund baby, Hundreds which is hilarious. <laughs> I'd be the only Hawaiian trust fund baby in the world. I had given that. I went to Bastard, so I went to school with a lot of trust fund babies and I knew, I knew those trust fund babies, but um, plus I have 50 first cousins. <laughs> so I, if, if we had a trust fund, it'd probably be divvied up a lot, a lot, Sheesh. a lot. Colorado State, my experience was so fun with the CSU fans, with the Hawaii fans, and with my own group from Hawaii sports fans that mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't even get into the game until the second quarter. I didn't even get it halfway. I was just halfway. <laughs> I also helped somebody get in, and that's a different story. But, um, you know, <laughs> that's that's the power of a tailgate, and that was something that I needed to lean back on because the game obviously did not go as well as we wanted to, even though it started promising. It was a beautiful touchdown pass that Shaker threw and 13 yeah. is what we were halftime with. And 13 is what Shager, we ended Shager with. Shaker was like eight of 10 in the first half. He had the touchdown. Yeah. Uh, me, Fuchsia, Ryan and Rita watched the game at big city diner in Kailua. And uh, you know, I just had this sick feeling like I wanted to call it quits at halftime because we, we kind of knew what was hap- going to happen next. I just wanted to like, can we just call it quits here and just like go home? Can we just uh, like just be pow here? So We obviously lost that game 17-13 and we have a lot of issues. So we're just going to dive into Sean's uh, report card. So what do you got to give? Okay, so for offense, I got a D plus. 
the second half was like nothing short of atrocious. Like, but we got like 40 yards after halftime defense. I gave a C plus, but after thinking about it, I should probably have moved it to like a B minus. Like they played well enough to win. They kind of gave up a lot of yards rushing. I feel like the Colorado state coach, Jay Norville, he, he left points on the field by going for it on fourth down so much. They probably should have had nine or 12 more points. So uh, that's why I gave the defense. I gave them a C plus special teams. I gave a C plus too. Um, coaching. I gave a C minus just because of the second half performance. Like they just looked like they weren't ready to play or, and they just, it looked like they're just trying to sit on the ball and like, you can sit on the ball with five minutes to go, but not like when you come out of the locker room. So, I mean, that's, I have my projected win total for four games. I st I'm still hoping for four. My ultimate warrior was uh, Logan Taylor. I mean, that guy balled out in a reserve role. He came in, he stepped up, he had like, what, 14, 14 tackles. So the second half was nothing short of atrocious. Playing not to lose is not the answer. So that's my report card. All right, that's Sean's report card. Um, we did add some music. We added, Sean did his homework because Auntie had to ask. What do you think about Auntie? What does it say? <laughs> uh, Auntie, I want your seat. I, I want that front row. I want to hang my flag. So. <laughs> I want to see Auntie and Sean, section 122. That's all we got to say. <laughs> section 122, and that's all we're going to leave it at. Eight games in, and I believe at this point, and 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 I believe before the season, mm -hmm. that's why I picked us to be at two and six at this point in the season because Sheesh. I knew that it would take a little bit of time for us to adjust. Period, and I'm glad they are making the adjustments. So, in, in my opinion, they they are doing what I expected them to do. But I did shoot, pick for them to win two more games, as you did before the year. And one of them I picked was this game against Wyoming coming up. Mm. And now I'm not. As sure, but I'm gonna stay with it. I'm I'm hoping for it because and I've been on point. And like I said, if if four nine is the end result of this year, that's mm -hmm. a really good end result. Seeing how we can lose games on the last drives, that is a little bit disheartening. But the team I think can lose can learn from it. And something that we didn't really yeah. talk about was the altitude. For me, I it takes Absolutely. me a while. Even now, I feel a little bit. You know, I just two days removed from being there or and actually I was in Denver. We went to the Broncos Jets game and went mm -hmm. to the United Club, our, our, United, our Hawaii Sports Science group. And then we went to eat at Buckhorn Exchange, which was is Denver's oldest restaurant. And we ate some elk and we mm -hmm. ate some alligator. It was really fun. But that's what we do at HISportsFans.com. There are effects that. I agree. You know, in terms of your breathing, in terms of being able to catch your breath. And it's hard when you're going full speed if you're not yes. used to it. And those guys I, I are went, on the dive. They're just going, 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 going. I went to Haleakala uh, a couple months ago, and I didn't bring a jacket because I didn't know I was going up there. So I kind of mm -hmm. ran up to the the, vis the building because it was so cold. I wanted to like, get out of the elements. And when I got there, like I was like I was out of breath. Mm -hmm. And then I felt really fatigued, and I got like this piercing headache. And like, I'm like, this is what it feels like. This is like altitude sickness, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. it's, and it's real. 
Yeah, so like yeah. I, I, I can like speak to that, and like I can only imagine like what it's like if they're playing like a football game. So like, for sure, yeah, the altitude's definitely a concern and a, a legit thing. So yeah, I, and you experienced it too. Um, the dryness up there too, and that affected your body and. Mm-hmm. The fact that you need to drink even more water and more water. And of course the team knows about going into it, but there's only so much you can do when you live at sea level and live in Hawaii. Definitely Fort Collins, all of Colorado, even when Hawaii goes to Colorado Springs and plays at Air Force, even when Hawaii has to go to Laramie and play in Wyoming, even going to Vegas and going to Albuquerque, you know, those are, you're going to experience some changes. So it is something for Hawaii to have to deal with and people coming from Hawaii. And it is a legitimate gripe. So for, for, for four-point differential, of course, because we thought, okay, Colorado State is, is beatable, and they are, absolutely are. are. But they're, they're trying it around, too. They saw this as a game at home, their state yeah. pride game, which they um, wore their state flag, which was really cool. And that made me think, of like, that, that would be just as cool. Can you imagine us wearing Hawaii, the Hawaiian flag? Like they had their state flag as their oh my gosh. motif. How many people would so, want to buy? That'd be so dope. Yeah. I, yes, I mean people bought the America, America flag one, and just applyably so. It was it's, it was nice. I know you love yours. <laughs> I mean it's nice. I get it, but aesthetically. But I mean I carry the Hawaiian flag to every game for a reason. And if mm-hmm. I can see that on a uniform, holy cow, that would look so. That would be so freaking Cha-ching. beautiful. Yeah, Seriously. You're listening. Yeah. I mean, gosh. So anyways, oh, it was man. their state, Colorado State Pride game. So I thought it looked like, like something. I thought it looked like something you made on a PlayStation computer game. I thought it was lame. So. But no, I mean, but it's their state flag. I think it was their thing. Right, was, that's right. what their flag looks like. It wasn't like what they, yeah. but if Hawaii did something like that with their, our flag, I mean, hopefully made it not as lame. Um, it would, it would definitely generate a lot of pride in the well, team. Well, even so if many they like want to buy it. embedded the Hawaiian flag in the H on the helmet, that would be dope. Yeah, that would look cool too. But I mean, I think also going with the whole color scheme, Colorado went against this whole color scheme, and people were supporting it. People are wearing that color. Like it was cool to wear Colorado State blue to a game for once because that's not their color; that's their state color. You know what I mean? Wearing blue, mm. red, and gold. So for us to like wear red, white, and blue to a game and like have UH pride, but it would be so cool. Like they look really good. I thought like the people that were wearing, like, even the fans, I was confident. I took some photos with them and, but mm-hmm. they're prepared. It's like they when the Red Sox played with their blue and right. baby blue right. and gold uniforms. Everybody got into that too, because those mm-hmm. were the colors of the marathon. And that was their, um, based on their, you know, their, their Patriots day. But mm-hmm. that is something that's cool too. Like, it, it just Novelty. generates something novel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you can keep doing it. If it's a tradition that works, make that a tradition that works. Make that a you tradition. Know what, you know what's not novel? Not having tailgating. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's so annoying is like Colorado State might suck right now, but they're playing in a nice stadium and they have tailgating and they have state pride uniforms and and gear for their fans to wear, wearing that uniform like – or wearing that logo and those colors and that scheme. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool. And they have fans wearing orange because orange is also to have some of that in their right. blue. They're and they're, so it's yeah. like they're all kind of in the spirit and buying 
the school gear. More importantly, buying the school gear. It's like they're I, I don't know who is their school is. I think they might be Under Armour. I couldn't remember what they were, but yeah, they're Under Armour. The brand identity. Yeah, I remember them seeing it looked like Under Armour that they had on their shirts. And maybe Under Armour was just quicker because once we left Under Armour, we don't have anything now. And it's yeah. like maybe we shouldn't have complained about Under well, Armour. We're easy to ignore. But Under Armour wasn't like I was saying, Under Armour wasn't ignoring us. We were at least getting stuff from Under Armour. We we're getting multiple uniforms from Under Armour. So yeah. what's the advantage now, 15 months later, since we made the switch? What where are we off? Where are we better off? Like, then that's 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 the hard part because that talks that goes towards brand identity and that goes towards consciousness in the community, whether people see us rocking the gear, whether people because you don't really see as many people talking or hearing or caring about UH as much anymore. Well, Adidas as a brand is kind of dealing with a big issue right now with a certain celebrity, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Kanye. We'll just say yeah. it's Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they pulled out, right? The Yeezys. There's no yeah. more Yeezys. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what happens. Well, um, they own they own the the design and the yeah. Oh well, <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is freedom of yeah. speech. Yeah, but it has consequences. <laughs> so Kanye aside, Adidas should be giving us new uniforms. Period, because they did sign a contract. <laughs> And it's that's the strange thing is it's been 15 months so it's not like it was yesterday. It, it, there's most of the stuff in the school wait, store is still wait, we just, Under Armour. We just got the white pants. Can you lay off them? Well, <laughs> <laughs> win awards, win awards. Sure. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, next week, Wyoming. This is a team that's had some big games. Uh, Illinois. They played. They lost that game. They beat Tulsa. They mm -hmm. beat Northern Colorado. They yeah. beat Air Force. That's a good they win. They lost by two touchdowns to BYU. Mm -hmm. They lost by two touchdowns to San Jose State. BYU lost to Liberty. Day-Day had BYU, that big yeah. run. Day -Day, yeah, Day-Day. I mean, when I saw that Day-Day on the bottom line at 213 yards or something, I was like, wow. It made me so jealous. Like The fact that we're leaving the stadium, the fact that we don't have gear, that we don't have different uniforms, that we're not relevant. Even Chow had different uniforms. And even if people yeah. didn't like the uniforms, people had something to say, at least, about the right. game. Like, oh, those you American flag uniforms or, right. you know, the you throwbacks. So it's like we had right. those things even when Chow was bad. And that's, that's different because brand identity is different from what you do on the field. Even though, of course, you want those to be synergistically amazing and be the best team ever and never lose a game and also have the flyest gear and everybody has it. And you probably can get that at a power five school, but at UH, let's just hope that we can at least keep brand identity as something that's important and awareness, something that is important. And that's what you can do through your logo, through the apparel, through a lot of things. And having a stadium on campus now gives you the ability to, to, take control of all, a lot of that brand identity as well over the mic. And that's why with, with Colt Brandon, which we thought was a, a good tradition that we had started mm -hmm. at home with the fourth quarter and the final 15. And I think it'll be back. I believe that it's a tradition that it'll, it'll stick around. Um, but it was disappointing not to have it because it was like, this is a tradition important enough that even if you have to have some whatever theme night that you need to fill in with, announcements you need to keep certain traditions going that's how you keep them traditions what, is you never what stop color, them. what color jersey we are supposed to wear this weekend 
you remember? Supposed to wear a certain No, no, we're wearing a Halloween costume for this week. Oh, Halloween costume, that's right. So I hope so. That would be fun because I like wearing Halloween costumes. And I usually do it again. I was Jon Snow before and I was also color red. But what would have been cooler if you had haunted Lesmore Comic Stadium or something? Like you could go through there and it's haunted and like, you know, like have a haunted house. How cool of that would have been? UH is just working on keeping the lights on at this point. <laughs> that, you don't even have to keep the lights on. That's a great part. It's a hundred. Maybe you just turn the lights off. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, exactly. A couple so, glow sticks. I think like, no, like, I think that would be so cool. Like a haunted area, haunted locker room or something, ghosts from past or something. Like, Wayne, you got to get I'm, real creative. I'm starting know? to believe this program is haunted. <laughs> I would do like haunted clum gym or just clum gym period, yeah. you know, <laughs> let right. people walk through, you know, but how do you get people in last game? For instance, was the same day as the Honolulu pride festival mm-hmm. parade through Waikiki festival and Kapilani. And they could have had, you know, the rainbows or rainbow warriors yeah. rainbows have a pride game. Like that's yeah. normal. Sports is an avenue for these types of, events, cultural events, and celebrations, because pride is a celebration. It is a celebration. And it works so well with UH's motif because, you know, rainbows, rainbows. So it would have been a good chance for them to bring in other people as well. And they can still have pride events. They can, they should do it at every sport should have a pride event. They are the rainbows, first of all. And it's, it's being, it's happening in other mountain West schools too. So this is where they can be a leader and they can. Sports is a reflection of society. So. It is. It is. And and these kids know it even more now. The kids that are playing now understand that they can be um, role models, that they can have voices and platforms and be paid for them, yes, but also right. have power and have an audience. So I think that they understand the responsibility even more now, too. Haven't you ever just wanted to experience SoFi Stadium, the building, the atmosphere, the electricity, but just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it? Well, that's why Hawaii Sports Fans is here. We got the best tickets, the best seats for you. Plus, we got your transportation, we got your parking, we got all the little pilikia that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug because that's the difference at Hawaii Sports Fans from any other company is that we're going to get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else. It's going to be a private experience. It's going to be a lot of VIP amenities, of course, wherever we go, because you are the VIP when you come with Hawaii Sports Fans. Uh, But we just want you to make a memory and have fun. And that's the most important thing. You're going to put that money down. We want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life. So check us out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com. Or check us out on social media, at hisportsfans on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hawaii Sports Fans. Come find us. Come connect with us and come join us on the road because there's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now and it just keeps getting better. But it is Filipino Heritage Month, so right, Sean? So we have to acknowledge that um, as well. Right. But um, I think it is cool because that is... And Mabuhay. I, it, it's, Mabuhay. And the thing is, that is all yeah. a part of our local culture but that all ties into uh football as well and it's not because i just wanted it to on the show but it's also because that's true like the people that built the stadium and those people that used to play games back in the plantation days they used to play games like japanese versus portuguese like i think uh football was one of those things where no longer did those plantation boundaries exist no longer i mean obviously they were already mixing up like guys like me and you who are mixed and local people because right of the plantations, but they weren't playing each other anymore. They're finally 
playing, cheering for the same team, the University of Hawaii, and they helped to build the stadium. And, and that's why seeing ours, all these traditions change from back then, from the stadium traditions to basically zero traditions, because tailgating was definitely a huge part of that stadium tradition. And for a reason, that's why so much parking was put there along with a 50,000 seat stadium. So mm-hmm. our expectations of football have, have shrunken down to the point where we've not, we don't even have a stadium now, but now we don't even care about institution like tailgating to exist anymore on our campus when all it requires is parking and rules. A little bit over really all of that yeah. in parts. And you can make money off of it. Everywhere that we're going to on the mainland, Mountain West now is charging at least $40 for parking. That's mm-hmm. about the norm. Mm-hmm. And people are complaining about the $25 one at UH. I mean, you know, I think for UH, that's not bad at all. But the fact is, they, if you're going to harass people in the parking lot for just sitting in their cars or even, even being by their cars, like, just chill for a little while. I understand that they don't want people loitering and they don't want people hanging out in the parking lot. I get it during the game. But be, then you can be proactive right before the game as people and be like, KK, everybody go like... They are at Dodger Stadium. Like at Dodger Stadium, for example, I'll use that as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's no tailgating. And I believe that the, the point that they didn't allow tailgating was after the Brian Stowe incident, which Brian Stowe, the San Francisco Giant fan who got like sucker mm-hmm. punched, I believe, from behind from a mm-hmm. Dodger fan. And So there's um, a reason. <clears throat> there is a reason. It, oh, but yeah. so now, even when we go to Dodger Stadium, which I take groups at hisportsfans.com, Hawaii Sports Fans, and we've been to Dodger Stadium together, we don't necessarily walk in right away. We chill by our car and I have a cooler and they can get drinks of their choice because I always have that for them. But, you know, the cops usually don't bother. You know, they're usually like cool about it. They're usually like, whatever. You know, we're going in. We're just putting on our tying our shoelaces, but maybe having a beer or something, whatever. And that's something that is just normal because people are about to walk into a game. So that's a part of a tradition that exists amongst all sports, not just college football. But more so, the way that it's enforced is not like, anti-fan which i think at uh is becoming a problem because that's been an issue a lot of people have been talking about and i don't know if you've something you've heard about a lot as well sean as well but people parking and being harassed by cops and the stories have been happening every week right so it, you know so it's like those are the kind of things that will keep people from wanting to go to games well i i i've had friends that have told me that because of their negative experience in the parking lot not being able to eat food they said they're not they're, they're not going to renew their season tickets so i mean that's that should be a news flash to uh like what you're doing is having a negative effect on the product itself by by not having tailgating and my question and to you is do you think we can have a division one football team without tailgating the status quo is we have division one football so to but them can this continue can, I mean, can, can we? we to them it doesn't matter, right? It just and they don't, and and that's the thing when I think you don't have long term foresight, alarm to yeah, a vision really a vision, but also the a view that like at BYU Hawaii for instance, the presidents there, and this is Division Two obviously, but BYU Hawaii, um, and whom I work closely with as at the Pac West Conference Division Two, they were very successful in a lot of sports, like winning national championships in tennis, for instance, year after year after year. Like literally, 
10 times that, like so many national championships, um, all the conference championships basically. And in, in basketball, going to the national champ title game while I was, you know, working at the Pac West as well and had athletes that could rival UH's athletes in a lot of ways, their best athletes at least. Um, and that was something that was a point of pride for like EA on the people in on the North shore. And, you know, that was something that to them was a, a like a, a point of pride over even being a part of the UH fan base. And, and I, and I think that was a problem, but at the same time, I like both teams because I, my mom went to BYU Hawaii and they always had strong fan base. Well, you know, they decided to get rid of sports like about, mm-hmm about seven eight years nine years now ten years maybe over ten years now yeah it's been a while gosh and to me that just showed a lack of understanding culture even though yes it's a mormon school yes lds school yes the school has other priorities according to like the church but it was really a guy a president that unilaterally decided to remove sports and it was really sad to me like i was i was really sad about it i didn't go to you you know BYU hawaii but i was sad for a lot of those those people who had those traditions that were gone of being there in the cannon center watching volleyball mm-hmm. cheering um walking home back to like or haula or you know it was just such a the smell of just the food in the air. It's just a really great place to watch sports. And um, that shows you, yes, presidents, they have a huge deal. And at UH, President Lastner, who goes to football games at UH and who has taught at other schools and attended other colleges, you know, he has to know that this is a, an issue. This is a thing, right? Because he even says he wants to retain UH's Division One status, um, like he said in his recent interview. That's um, great. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't think he understands that the product has been downtrending for so long. And this is mm-hmm. via, and we can look at attendance figures, which season are ticket obvious. Sales. Right. We can look at season ticket sales, which are obvious. You know, so it's not like we're just saying in general, but in general, if people in Hawaii were to ask around, yes, Hawaii is becoming, football team is becoming less and less relevant every year. Mm-hmm. And that is an issue that is just somehow not uh, something that the leadership understands and fails to understand. And that's the bigger issue because tailgating is something that can be rectified. In my opinion, we harp on it because it can really be changed right away. We can make, we can make a way we can figure out a way to make it happen at UH and it, it doesn't have, we can start with a hundred stalls at a time and then move our way mm-hmm. from there. You know, it's like, right. see how they sell, let them go on sale and say, Hey, at UH, we're going to let the East West center parking lot, the engineering parking lot. Um, I didn't even go to UH. And I, I, I know some of these areas just from the, the limited times I go there, the library parking lot, on the outdoor part or whatever. And we're going to say like for a limited time and only from these times, and we're going to have, a, a, you know, if you're going to have, I mean, and you don't even have to let them have flames, like no, no open fire. How about that? All you can do is bring your bento, bring your bentos, but you can bring coolers. You can bring, you can bring alcohol. You can bring even, you can, you can bring your drinks, but they must, you know, be kept, whatever. There'll be, security or whatever. I mean, like to just not have it outright is 
is definitely affecting the program, in my opinion. And and I think for those that don't believe it, is we can also point back to like you were saying, Sean, your friend who said they weren't going to read new season tickets because that was the reason my neighbor, at least, who I sat with at Aloha Stadium across the aisle from, he had tickets in section A on the very in the in the front row, and I was in B in the front row. And I had I was there from 2007 season. I had season mm-hmm. tickets from that season. He has season tickets from I think 2001 or two. He said so. I mean, so this is a guy that mm-hmm. was even more loyal. Had been around, invested, and yeah. <clears throat> invested, and did not want to go into Ching Field. So, uh, and and specifically pointed out tailgate. This is a guy that would come in late. I remember that too when he would walk in late and be like, "Man, I was tailgating." And I remember like, "You missed the beginning. You missed the touchdown." But that's what tailgates are. That they're fun. That like that they're worth missing part of the game with sometimes. So sometimes you can't always sit with your family or your friends, but you can get together with your friends in the parking lot. And for like a lot of people, that's more important than the game. It's you know cooking food and spending time with your family. So. And that's where exactly. big memories are made. And exactly, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just tough. I don't I don't see how UH is going to get around this. And just it's it's we talk we kind of harp on this every week, but that yeah, that damn sign by UH that they greet <laughs> you at the parking lot. No tailgate. No, no, just no. no. It's just like no. big no. Big no. no. Yeah. I'm gonna take a picture this. of it this weekend. I have a photo of it, so I have you to have put it out there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for at UH, where it's just where not fan friendly. Yeah, yeah, it really does, and that's sad because it doesn't need to be. We don't need to be the richest. You don't have to have the nicest things to make some things happen. You just have to have the the creativity um, and. And the desire. And I understand. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be that easy. Of Same. course, I know that UH is a bureaucracy. Of course, I know that a state government is a crazy, bloated for one thing, but also one that, you know, has so much red tape and uh, it purposefully moves slowly. But at the same time, we are in a place that is so critical that we need to be pushing for. And there needs to be fight from the leadership, from everyone. <clears throat> maybe even the coaches soon because they're going to have to be the ones that someone's going to have to be looking out for the program. Cause in my opinion, I don't think the media is making a big enough deal. I think they drop. I think they absolutely do drop. I think, cause I know that we are downward trending. They do drop hints. Um, and like, what would we do? Like Steven size article, what will we do without UH football is like, people are like, wait a minute, are you saying that could, it's a possibility? And he's not saying it's a possibility, but he is at the same time. You know what I mean? So like we're getting innuendo at least from the media, I think, but I don't think we're also getting the, the true critical nature of the fact that yes, Timmy it, from Timmy, Timmy, what Timmy can do as a coach is separate from what the program can do because they can both, they could literally move in different directions. The program can uptrend, even if Timmy downtrends because of what this, because of the commitment to making it an event, every home game in an event and to keeping the brand strong, they could keep it more relevant, even with the, regardless of what happens with Timmy, regardless of what happens with the stadium. Yes. Those are going to be greater challenges because Graham was a disaster hire and because the, the, the program is nosedive, Timmy needs to be given a lot of leniency because it's just crazy what has happened. But at the same time, the brand cannot just rely on the results in the field. The brand has to rely 
on a multifaceted approach to uplifting the brand and uplifting. They, they need to rebuild. And I think there, there would be nothing more that could help this program than to say that we, we we're going to bring tailgating back. I, you're yeah. literally trying to rebuild this fan base after COVID, after what happened with the last coaching staff, you know, like the product itself isn't enough. Like we've seen it out there. They're not, they're not winning games. So what's something that's consistent that you can give to the fan base that yeah. can build the culture. So I, I, and we harp on this every week and, you know, here we are again. So anyways, Wyoming, we beat them last year, of course, going to be a, two different teams. So hopefully um, they're coming off a win at home against Utah state. Mm-hmm. I picked them to win this game, Hawaii. I picked our team, the Bows, to win this game before the season. I'm hoping that we can keep that going obviously, but I also know that, you know, it's going to be one of those games that maybe you Hawaii for one might have a team that is starting to really outplay them or understand click maybe at a higher rate. I won't say I uh, understand the game better, but maybe understand their, their offense and their roles better as UH is still kind of sliding. But even though Shager did have some moments last game, um, which were positive to build from. So I think that the team is going to have some moments as well to build from. I just hope that we're able to um, get off in the opening whistle, but from Wyoming, uh, Sean, what do you think is, what do you, how do you think the game's going to play out? Uh, I think, I think at this point I'm leaning towards picking Wyoming. I, I think it's, it could be close again, but yeah, I think at this point, we, I think we, we need to win out if we're going to go to the Hawaii bowl. He said rip off what five in a row. So it's just not looking great. At okay. This point, so last game we did talk about. Can Hawaii win the conference? But no, are we still giving? <laughs> are we the well, schizophrenic people could, now too? You could, you could. Are we the t- you would have to run the. You would have to run the table. Uh, to be quite frank, then- I think we could not because, and we don't have to run the table, Sean. I'm just gonna say, like, I think people are gonna beat each other up. You know, to me, mm. that's. If we can, if we can win two more games, even who knows what could happen? Because. Like that one year with Chow, where we were in the running on the very last day of the season on our four and yeah, I remember year. that we needed like five things to happen. We needed a but, bunch of things to happen, yeah. but to be in the conversation on a year that we gave up on and yeah, the last day was still kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. You needed New Mexico's New Mexico to beat somebody, so it was it was out like from the first game. Yeah, like yeah, we needed <laughs> the day the whole day to go away. Mexico, like, it was like yeah, a New parlay, Mexico to beat crazy Boise parlay. State or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something ridiculous yeah. where Boise had to lose. Um, yeah, but Wyoming, so I have us winning 26, 23. That's what my prediction was. I'm gonna stick with it. You had us losing 17, 21. So not too, okay. um, bad. And Shane had us losing 20 to 24. So those are all scores that I could see happening. I think yours or Shane's may be a little bit more likely than mine. Um, mm-hmm. even just cause I think Wyoming is a little bit better than we are right now, but I think cause we're going to be at home and it's going to be a fun night and people are all going to be decked in Halloween costumes, right? Cause everybody always listens to what yeah. they're supposed to wear every single time. <laughs> right. Right, Sean. Right. Are you, are right. you going to have a Halloween costume, Sean? What are you going to be? I, you know, I have dressed up as Norm Chow last, uh, last ah, ah, ah. Halloween. I was Bo Graham. The OC. Okay. You're okay. Right? I, I have been known to dress up. 
You have been, theme. so yes. A UH team. So I, I was thinking about going to the UH team. We're saying we're thinking about doing some old coaches well or like something, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I think it would be fun to have something that is kind of. Well, um, and we're based. honoring the 1992 team. Ah, weekend, that's right. The, right. The, what, what, speaking the of that team. Anniversary. Speaking of that team and speaking of Sean's favorite school in the whole wide world, Mililani High School. Um, Ma Tanuvasa was on the mm. 92 team and I saw him at Denver on the nice. field oh, before the Denver nice. Jets game because we were there at Hawaii Sports Fans at Broncos Jets and they honored their first Super Bowl winning team 25 mm. years ago, the 97 Broncos. So nice. that was cool to see Ma on the field then as well. Um, so Ma Tanuvasa will now be honored once more mm. as a member of the 92 team. So really cool um, to have both of those things happen, and I'm kind of excited. Um, Ma's a great guy. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, I'm very excited for Ma. But yeah, so that's another reason to come out. If you remember that team and how exciting that team was, and Jason Elam and Michael Carter, and just you know, Coach Wagner, guy that's we've had on the show, and someone that definitely a positive. A huge positive. So um, come out, Hawaii versus Wyoming, six o'clock. Um, but this is one of those games too that, like we said, we we don't know really what's going to happen, but we're just going to see um, what we do. But uh, any last words, Sean? Anything else you wanted to add? Uh, shout out to the Ikeda Mohana for listening, and uh, thoughts and prayers with with Shane and his family. Yes, and well, shouts and prayers, thoughts and prayers as well with you and your family, Sean, oh, and shout out to your dad that. as well, and always there for you. And uh, you know, this is what that brotherhood is. This is what that family is, and this Ohana. I'm grateful to be part of this Rainbow Warrior Ohana with you and so many of our listeners and our friends out there as well. Mahalo again for listening this week. We'll see you next week. Take care. Aloha. Go Bulls. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.